What's going on, everybody? My name is Stefan Coons, and I am the CEO and owner of Pursuit Health and Performance, and this is the Everyday Pursuit Podcast. What is up? Hey, if you're watching this on Facebook, give me a like and put hashtag live so I know you are here. Uh, really appreciate you guys tuning in. Or if you're watching on YouTube or even listening on Spotify, I do ask that you like, comment, subscribe, or share. And if you really think we're worth it, if you're if you're like, this guy's awesome, I love this podcast, please go pause and leave us a five-star review that would really help our ratings. All right, I'm gonna dive into today's topic. Um, and it's a story, okay? And I love doing podcasts like this because stories, I feel like, tell so much, right? Like so much is is in a story. And, and this story specifically has a lot of struggle, has a lot of victory, uh, has a lot of heartache, but also has a, a lot of happiness. And I feel like that's most people's life, right? When, when we look at our life, we could kind of see different chapters and different emotions. And, and, and it's awesome watching somebody that struggled be victorious. And each person has their own story and their own struggles and their own victories. And so I want to share mine with you guys. So I almost quit health and fitness, like being in the industry several times, but there was one time specifically where I was, I was done. I, I had wanted nothing to do with coaching. Uh, I did not want to do personal training whatsoever. I didn't even really like working out myself. Like I started to lose a lot of my passion and fire for fitness, I felt like it was just not what I wanted to do, like at, at all. Like there's nothing about it that was fun for me. Um, and you might see me now and be like, dude, this dude's on fire. He's passionate. Like he, how, why would you want to quit? No, like I literally loathed training and I'll be really open and honest. And that might be like a turnoff for some of you guys. Like, wow, this guy wanted to not even be in the industry. Um, yeah right? It's, it's, I look at it. I look at it like everything has ebbs and flows. Like I'm sure if you're in a relationship right now, you probably love the person. Okay. However, has a thought ever crept in your head where you're like, what am I doing at any point? Right? Like a big fight or something. That's, that's life. Okay. And then what happens is you don't not anger anymore and you hug and you love and you make up and you're like, Oh, what was I thinking? Right? So that happens in, in every area of life. But this was a decision that I actually took action on. And I kind of like got out of fitness. Okay. But I want to back way, way up. So you guys know a little bit of my origin story because this will help. And there's something I'm wanting to share a lot because this is my story. Okay. I don't have a huge, like a huge physical transformation in the fact that I was really overweight or I was like super not into fitness. I still had a transformation. If you guys go look on my um, Instagram, you can see my progression of my physique and my story and kind of how I became, but I want to tell you it on this podcast. So rewind way, 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 way long ago when coach Stefan was like three years old. Okay. I was born an athlete. Like there's no other way to say it. I was very athletic when I was a kid. Uh, I have two older brothers that are not really athletic. So I was the athlete of the family. My mom's like semi-athletic, my dad's semi-athletic, but I was very athletic. I played every sport, T-ball, baseball, football, track, soccer, wrestling, um, besides like hockey, I think I played every like major sport. Okay. Literally my, my entire life, middle school, not so much because my parents got a divorce and I didn't really have the support to do a lot of stuff, but I was still out BMXing and skateboarding and doing other things than like school sports. So always moving, always super athletic. 
but I, and then like, I'm just going to way fast forward probably in like middle school, right. You start noticing your body a little more like, okay. Uh, like, am I skinny? Am I muscular? Like before that, you don't, you don't really care. You're just running around like a little kid. Uh, and then in high school, you know, it becomes a big thing. So probably like eighth grade, I really started to notice like me getting my man body, like the very beginning of it. I have a son that's about to be in eighth grade and I could tell he's starting to get like little abs and stuff. So that's what I'm talking about. And I always had like, I don't know where it came from, but I, I really struggled with like body image in, in freshman year of high school. And I think it not like terribly, but I think this is where it came from. I had two friends freshman year that we played football with my, they're still my, literally my best friends in the whole world. We've been friends since freshman year of high school. So forever. And they were like super ripped. They weren't really super big and muscly, but they were really ripped. And like, you know, when you're in high school, like abs are the thing, even as an adult, right? Like you could be a little stacked, but like abs, all the girls were like, Oh, that's hot. That's sexy. So I was kind of envious and felt bad that like, I didn't have abs because I was an athlete. And I, you Remind, like I knew nothing about nutrition. I knew nothing about like training and getting a physique. I was just an athlete. I just played. And, you know, I kind of, I didn't eat bad. I mean, my parents weren't like great eaters though. I did like eat at McDonald's at Burger King and kind of grew up getting fast food, not all the time, but, you know, and, and our stuff at home, even though it was a home cooked meal, like really wasn't healthy. So now that I look back, probably a lot of my nutrition. Um, fast forward through high school, I did wrestling. I did football. I did track and probably like when I was 15 years old, I started lifting weights. I took a weight training class and I put on actually quite a bit of muscle pretty soon, but wrestling killed me. My coach, you know, great guy, but he did not know what he was doing. I was walking around at like 160 pounds at a young age. I was cutting to like 145 and I did not have a lot of fat on me. I was maybe sitting around 13, 14% body fat. And at that age, when you're growing and in school, like it jacked up my hormones. My testosterone was tanked. Um, I had no energy, no glycogen storage. So when I went out on the mats, like I performed really bad. Anyways, fast forward a little more. And I finally ended up like getting on a strength training program, but I was in such a big caloric deficit from wrestling that I'm like, you know, like basically not able to gain muscle. And I ended up talking to a strength coach. that was an ex NFL player. And he helped me. He was like, Hey dude, you got to be on structure. You got to eat more. You got to do this. Talk to my coach kind of helped me. Well, my coach didn't really listen. And I was so bought into wrestling that basically all throughout high school, I did gain muscle because I was strength training four to six days a week and doing wrestling and doing, you know, really active and would like lift at my friend's house on the weekends. I really like emotionally bought into lifting and I loved it. And it was kind of my outlet at a pretty young age. And, uh, and I still played like all, all types of sports and my friends on the weekends, we play basketball and all that kind of stuff. But when, when I, when I look at like the, the part in my life that really like flipped a switch is when I got talked to that coach and I got on the structured program, because before I saw no results, I was like skinny. You can go look at my social media and see, like I was in a wrestling photo and I thought I was probably ripped and jacked back then, but I was a little guy. And then probably like towards the end of, of, uh, end of uh, high school, I was done with wrestling. Like I, I stopped wrestling, I think in like December or January and I didn't graduate till June. And I just ate whatever I want and kept lifting. And I put on like 20 pounds of muscle. Uh, like it was really crazy. I started taking creatine and all that. And I was still kind of maturing. I was a little bit of a late bloomer. So I know like my first, I don't even know where this picture is, but like my first picture I took 
on my computer camera back in like 2009-ish when I graduated and started college, I had abs and I had like a chest and I was actually putting on muscle. Um, fast forward about a year later, I was doing tons of strength training um, in the gym. I was starting to go to college, which I did really bad at college, by the way. I would really struggled with the amount of work and um this is a whole other story, but I really didn't believe in myself like that. I was smart. I was always like, Oh, you're good looking. You're the jock, but you're stupid. And that I really bought into that for a very, very long time. So my effort reflected that right because of a, a really a bad self-belief to be super honest with you guys. And there's a lot of other things that happened in my life that kind of made that, that reality a little more real for me. And like my parents were telling me I was stupid, but little, little things like I had a stepsister that was really smart, but very unathletic. And so there was a lot of stuff that went into like, Oh, she's so smart. Oh, well, if you guys could be combined, you know, like little, little comments parents do. And I know it's lightheartedness, but I believe that. So I didn't do great, good in college. Then, uh, my ex-wife at the time got pregnant. So I had a kid at 19 years old, which was, you know, not planned. And it was changed my life upside down. I was originally going to college for fire science and I dropped out and I went in the military. Now, when I went in the military, this was kind of crazy. I was in very good shape. I trained, I knew I was going in six months prior. So I trained my ass off. I was top PT, uh, what they call Warhawk, like a hundred percent of my PT tests in there. I knew I wanted to be like a leader. I ended up going in as a mechanic when I wanted to do special forces. Um, and I just like, I wanted to do something super physical. <laughs> By the way, I didn't really like my job in the military. It wasn't the worst job, but it wasn't what I wanted. It wasn't what I was looking for. So on the side, the whole time I was I was lifting. Now, during basic training, I lost kind of a lot of muscle because you're not lifting there and you can only eat three meals a day. But like within six months of, of, of being stationed down in Arizona, uh, I put on a, a lot of muscle. And through my five years of the military, I did a lot of stuff. I was a PTL, a physical training leader. So people that failed their PT tests, I helped them. Um, I, that's when I like really started getting into training, like 2011 ish. I was training people on the side. People could tell I was in really good shape. So people, my work would be like, what do you eat? What supplements do you take? What workouts are you doing? Buddies would want to come to the gym with me <clears throat> and work out. And I just kind of started training people. Some, some guys that were, uh, higher ranked than me would be like, Hey, would you train my wife at the gym or would you train me? And I was just like helping people. I just honestly enjoyed it. Um, then, and that was like 2011. Then in 2014, I deployed to Afghanistan. And by the way, I was lifting um, during that whole time. I went back up a little bit. Before I deployed to Afghanistan in 2013, I started doing MMA and I got pretty good, pretty fast from my wrestling background. And I did a fight. And one of my first fights, I got really severely injured. I tore my PCL, my LCL and a meniscus. And this was a two-year injury. And this happened literally 10 years ago. And I still can feel it and have issues with my legs. So it was a very, very bad injury. I tore my PCL, my LCL and sublocated my kneecap all in a transition, a jujitsu transition, basically. And it was terrible injury, terrible, terrible. My knee was like a grapefruit. I did not have proper rehab. The military basically was pushing me to get back to work sooner. A lot of people I worked with were basically like, dude, you're a pussy, get back to work. And so I felt a lot of social pressure to like push through it, push through the pain, which I know now that it was stupid, but I didn't really rehab it properly. And this 
caused me issues for years and years and years. I for sure should have got surgery. They weren't full tears, but they were very, 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 very close. Um, and I, I, back then I almost gave up. Like I loved martial arts. I loved wrestling. I couldn't run. I couldn't squat. I couldn't, I couldn't do anything for like a year and a half. I would still work out all the time. I'd go to the gym, hobble around. I was in a brace, uh, like a knee brace and I still worked out and I still ate healthy and I was still researching things to do. So in 2013, they wanted to deploy me. I wasn't checked off medically and I kept applying and applying and applying because I really wanted to go. I wanted to serve my country. Um, and so finally in 2014, I was good enough to go. I passed the physical and I was able to deploy to, to Afghanistan. When I deployed to Afghanistan, I had a bunch of free time on my hands. I was there for about five, six months. And so I got my first personal training cert, actually a certified trainer instead of training people like just from what I knew. Um, from that point, basically kept training a lot. When I came back from Afghanistan, I went through a divorce. So I've trained even more because I was single and had more time and probably cared a little more about my physique. And I saw a, a kind of a, a, a big improvement, but I was held back from, you know, I just was single. I dated my ex from 16 to 24. So like eight years of most of my adult life. So I was like, oh, I'm single. So I was out partying and out drinking and I was a single parent. So I didn't have a lot of time. I'd like get a babysitter for my son and go out. It wasn't every weekend, but I found myself drinking a lot. And that was something that was holding me back, probably fighting a little bit of depression. Um, and also just like for fun, that was just like my thing, which has totally changed now. But I fell on that lifestyle for a very, very long time. I started drinking at kind of a younger age than, than maybe most people. And it was never something where I like, had a terrible home life or anything. It was just for fun. I was responsible, but like that was the one thing that was holding me back from fitness. And I knew because I did all this research, I got my certification, I talked to people and I knew the effects of alcohol. And I knew that me making bad nutritional decisions when I drank and drinking was holding me back, but I would drink every weekend, right? Not like super drunk, but I would have alcohol every weekend. And even though I had a really good physique for most people, and I was doing some like amateur kind of fitness modeling, I knew that I could have a better physique, right? But that was the one thing holding me back. So when I got out of the military, I was like, this is what I'm doing. I'm training. I moved back to Oregon. I moved in with my parents. And for six months, I had no alcohol, like no anything bad. I literally just trained. I was working two jobs. I got my like nutrition certification. I got opened my own business doing um, private training at three different gyms, basically got thrown in the fire. I was running group fitness classes, like doing all this stuff. And I learned the hard way. I remember like going into the gym and this guy's like, yeah, you could, you know, you, you need to own your own like LLC. I was like, what is that? <laughs> like, I didn't even know. I just asked my stepmom. She helped me do it. I remember having like a little personal training binder and like trying to figure it out and just like figuring it out as I go. And that was like the beginning of my entrepreneurial journey in 2015. And I was a hard worker and I was a hustler. So it, I did pretty well where I was, very bad location for personal training. Um, and during that time, I got another bad injury. I tore my rotator, I, I thought at the time I tore my rotator cuff. Later did I find out uh, a year and a half later that it was my labrum. So I was doing all the rotator cuff exercises it was a partial tear, which I had that previous in the military. And I'll, I'll explain these injuries later on in this episode. So, you know, I had these little things. And at this point, I've been lifting for um, 
man, like 10 years. Okay. So you're going to have little nagging injuries. Things happen, right? So it, it wasn't crazy, but the, the MMA injury was terrible. Um, this was really bad. I couldn't do chest, any chest or shoulder exercises for two years. It was really bad. My AC joint was raised. I had a lot of inflammation. I tried to rehab it as much as I could. I was doing all the PT exercises. I did research. I went to physical therapy and it wasn't until about a two years later till I went back to Arizona to go to uh, ASU for my exercise science degree that I saw another doctor that did an MRI or a ultrasound and said, yeah, you don't have a torn rotator cuff. You, it was never torn. It was your labrum, which is way worse because it's cartilage and there's like no blood flow and it's a way longer recovery. And so again, I was like, dude, this is, this is, this is a huge setback. It's not like, oh, my forearm hurts. Like I was so sick of having to modify workouts forever. And I had a really good chest and a really good upper body. Like when I was in the military and that's something genetically I had really good. I was, I think like when I was 22, 23, I was like 165 pounds benching like 335. So I had a very strong chest, very strong upper body. Um, and that all went away. And it was very discouraging because I didn't know what I was, I kind of knew what I was doing, but I didn't really know how to modify it. And I'm like, well, other than recovering from this injury, I don't know what to do. I talked about getting out of training um, when I moved back to go to ASU, which was sucked because what was I going to college for? Exercise science. And I started looking into other jobs and kind of wanting to do something different because I realized my body's breaking down. Like I'm getting these injuries, whether they're total accidents or lifting injuries or whatever. And I can't rely on my body. Even my family was like, training's not forever. And, you know, you need to get a real job kind of thing. Like, you you know, like this is great now, but like, what are you going to do for your career? And then, so I'm sure when I told my parents, I was going to college basically to be a personal trainer, although I was already personal training for three, really like five or six years before I even went to college, which helped me out in college a lot, but is the opposite, right? I kind of like didn't need my degree, but I remember promising my mom when I was 19 years old and had my kids, she goes, you can go in the air force, but you need to get your degree. Like you, you need to promise me that you'll get that. So I kept my promise. I went to college. I did really well. I graduated at the top of my class during college. I got tons more certifications. I worked in, um, and I worked in physical therapy. I managed different gyms. I worked and managed at group fitness studios like F45. Uh, I did fitness modeling and was published in a magazine as a published fitness model uh, internationally. I, I did like a bunch of things while I was going to school full time, no summer breaks with a kid, with a wife. And I say that not to boast. I say that because a lot of people go, well, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. I know what busy is. Like for three years, I probably did some type of work or homework or something seven days a week. Like I kind of had some time off here and there, but if when I wasn't going to college and I wasn't working like 25 hours a week, my uh, girlfriend, fiance, now wife, but at the time wanted me to hang out or my son. So it was very challenging. And I was a full, like she was there, but his mom wasn't in his life. So I was like a full-time single parent. Yes, my my girlfriend was there, but like, you know, living with me, but it was still a challenge, right? Like I still had to be there for my son. And the reason, right, again, I'm telling you this is because I want to paint a picture of like the, the tenacity, like guys, I, I look back and I almost feel like that wasn't even me. It's so weird. Like it was so busy 
and so crazy. It's a blur. And I have clients that are like in PhD programs that say the same thing. Like it's crazy. And during that time, okay. Uh, I had a couple other like little injuries, but it was hard. And the reason I told you that I was doing all these other things, I like, this was so shitty. I, this is what made me want to quit fitness. The hours, okay, I'll be super honest with you guys, suck in in-person training. You're there really early in the morning before people go to work and you're there really late at night, which is really hard because if you have a child, that's the time your kid wants you to be with them, right? In the morning to see him off to school and at night. And I was at the gym at five in the morning and at the gym at 6.37 p.m. So my now wife was taking care of my son, basically raising him while I was doing all types of training. I, the, the first... Ep- I managed the first F45 that opened in Arizona. It got shut down and it got taken away from the owner. I hired a manager I didn't get along with and he pushed me out. And I went to another F45 and I did really well. All the clients loved me. The owners didn't like me. I don't know why. I think they were intimidated by me and they pushed me out. Then I was like, this sucks. And I went into physical therapy and I was a PT tech for six months and I wanted to do DPT. I wanted to be a physical therapist because I wanted to help people physically, but I didn't want to have to do the crazy hours. And I didn't want to have to only get paid per hour instead of like a salary or something like a, maybe a PT would do. And then my, my now wife got into nursing school. So I didn't do that right after I made the decision. I, and, and then I left physical therapy to go back into training because I really wasn't getting paid a lot. I was getting paid like 12 or $13 an hour. And I'm like, dude, I get paid 60 bucks an hour in training like or whatever I was making. So I, even though it's less hours, like I can't do this. And I realized that the only reason I got the PT job is because I was going to be a PT. But now that I realize that I'm not, because my wife got into nursing school, what do you know? What I do? I sat there and I decided, you know, go back into training, even though I did not want to. Okay. I didn't want to. <laughs> and I went back into training. We moved cities, okay, to a different apartment. We're living up in Scottsdale. We moved down to Gilbert. And I rented a space at self-made training facility, which is a a gym where you train your private clients out of. I had, um, I guess back up a little bit. I was training at another, I, I left PT to go to an anytime fitness gym. I worked at those like my whole career. And the owner again, like, I don't know what I do to owners. I was crushing it. And this dude was like, not a fitness person, very out of shape, very business person. Didn't respect that. Like I knew what to do. My KPIs were good. My clients loved me. My resign was good. I actually had the highest sales rate out of all the gyms except one guy that's been there for like 10 years. And I was brand new. So I was crushing it and I didn't feel valued. So he kind of was like, maybe you should leave. And I was like, yeah, that's a good idea. I started my business out of self-made training facility paying like 800, a thousand bucks a month. It was a lot of gym rent. And I only had two clients that came with me, two clients. And they quit within the first week. Week two at that gym, this is this is where I like almost quit. This is what I've been getting up to. Week two in the gym, I was squatting at Anytime Fitness, right? I kind of was like jumped from a couple different ones when I moved. And uh, this is a different one that I worked at. I know you're like, dude, you worked at a million places. I know that's that's the whole point of this story is like, I did whatever it took to get the best grades in college. And to like be there for my family. So if it meant I had to like work at this location or take these hours or whatever, I had a lot of responsibility. So I did what needed to happen, right? I was a great employee, 
really was, but I moved around a lot and I had things. So anyways, week two, I had the worst injury of my life. I was squatting 275 pounds on a barbell back squat, which I was, I, I was a beast. Cause this was like not that far after my photo shoot. And I was training my legs really, really, really it, like hard for six months before the shoot. And they didn't even like shoot my legs, stupid. But I had some beastie legs. I was repping that out like nothing and I'm not good at squatting. So for me, doing like four sets of 10 at 275 is a, a feet and a half. Don't judge me. Um, even though I can lunge a ton, weird. But I, I sat there and my back basically gave out and threw into flexion. And that just means like I threw forward like this, okay? And at the time it hurt, but I didn't know how extensive it was. And I kind of like finished my workout, like most of it. And I was like, man, I should really go home. And I went home and the next day when I woke up, I really wanted, I like, I was very scared that I might be paralyzed. Like I'm not shitting you at all. It took me like three minutes just to sit up from bed. And I remember sitting up and being upright and I could feel my spine like compress. And I, it was so debilitating. Now I was training people at this time. I had to take a few days off work because I could not move. Um, I, I was finishing up college. I was still going to college at this time. Okay. I have not graduated. And I was like so mentally defeated because I realized a month in when I could barely walk and I had to like take, I had to, first of all, I had to spot clients, which was a not really going to happen. Like if that person didn't complete the lift, I couldn't help them. I could, it, it hurt to take a 10 pound weight off the rack. Okay. Any load on my spine was unbearable. Okay. Fast forward a little bit. I realized that I had a torn disc in my L5 S1, not complete tear. Apparently my body likes partial tears, which I guess is good, but it's a disc again, a, a, a thing of injury. That's very hard. When I hurt my PCL and my LCL and all that, it is a ligament. Doesn't have a lot of blood flow, long time to recover labrum, same thing. Um, disc, same thing. So I'm like, dude, could I just tear a muscle so it can heal faster? Like, and so there's these like really bad injuries that injury still. And that was in 2000. That was in 2019, it's 2023. So that injury literally still bugs me most days. Uh, it kind of comes and goes. It was really bad. My left QL and all my spine, dude, I went for, I went to physical therapy and I was a really good trainer at this time. So I knew exactly what I needed to do with my body, but I still went to a Cairo. I went to physical therapy. I went to pain management specialist. I did literally everything. It did start to get better, but I didn't squat. I didn't do anything with a barbell on my back, like squat, uh, lunge, deadlift, or anything for two years. Again, what do you know? And I was out for the count. And beyond that, it was really challenging for me to like go to college. I mean, like I would have to drive from like 40 minutes to work, train two people, drive 40 minutes, 30 minutes, 40 minutes to school, come back, train people you know, drive 40 minutes from home, like all that with like a really super debilitating injury. Like it hurt to sit, uh, it hurt to stand. I had to like lay. So walking to class, like it was just, I, it was hard for me to carry my backpack. I'd have to put my backpack on my shoulder, dude. It was miserable. Um, and I don't really know how I got through it, to be honest with you. It was very challenging. And I remember calling my brother 
and just like crying, like literally bawling and being like, dude, I, because he knew he was like trying to kind of help me with my website and he was pulling for me and he was being a really good big brother. And I'm like, I can't do this anymore, dude. Like I, I, I hate it. I hate fitness. I hate everything about it. I hate the hours. I am sick of dealing with clients. Like I just was over it. And I didn't, I wasn't really sick of dealing with my clients. I just, when you get to that point, you're like, I'm just done with everything. Okay. I, my clients were super sweet, but it was like for the ones that wanted to train with me, it was like a far drive. And then one of them got in a car accident and couldn't come in and train. And I just felt like it was one thing after another. If it wasn't me getting injured, it was a job didn't work out and something. And everywhere I went, people were like, you're a really good trainer. Like you're really good. Like other trainers would come up and watch me and be like, dude, I see how intentive you are. And like, you, you're good at what you do, man. Awesome. I made friends. Like I loved it. Like I did not want to go out of it, but I wanted to make more money for my family. I wanted to have a stable job. All my family, my whole life, they weren't like shitting on me, but they're kind of like, get a real job. So I looked into going back into firefighting. I was, I was done at that time. Well, I couldn't do the, the, I forget what the test is called, the test for firefighting because my back was so bad. I'm like, if I go do this test, I risk re-injuring it. And it was like just starting to get better. Also, I looked at being a cop, but I know you got to go through the academy and do physical stuff. Couldn't do that. And I'm like, okay, so I guess I have to be a broken trainer. And um, it was pretty miserable. And, you know, I ended up leaving that gym, doing the internship. And I graduated right when the pandemic hit with an exercise science degree when every gym closed down. Talk about shitty. So I was still doing part-time at the Anytime Fitness Gym and I was training a client named Sam. And he worked for Cox Communications, right? Like a telecommunication company. And he was a project manager. And I have no experience in this, um, but I did like aircraft management stuff in the military. And he's like, yeah, this job, this is how much it pays. And I was like, dude, this is my out. Like, hell yeah, no more fitness, no more training. It pays good. And I had that job for like a year and a half. I, I did it during the pandemic. And I will say that it was an awesome job. I actually really liked it. I was very good at it. I didn't think I was going to be good at it, but I was good at it. Um, and then this is kind of the crazy thing. And I think things happen for a reason. I didn't like almost gave, give up. I gave up. I did not want any clients. Some of my clients would call me and be like, will you train? Will you do this? And I'm like, no, I put in a lot of effort when I, when I had my uh, business at self-made. I did hybrid training, which a lot of coaches didn't do or didn't do it well. I went into to our training system and recorded 800 videos at the gym. I was there every weekend, all day with my now wife, recording videos, editing them, because I wanted it to be me. And I wanted to give my clients a really good experience. So I just was like defeated, man. I freaking put in all this effort. My back was hurt. I felt like even demoing these exercises was killing my back and I was over it. So I, I did that job for like a year and a half. And I think it was good for me because the whole time I missed fitness. Now I was working out like a fool myself, but I miss training people. I'm like, dude, I have all this education. Um, I have a degree. Like I went to freaking college for this. I got a minor in business too, but like I went to college for this. I have five national certifications. I got my CSCS, which is a pretty hard test after college. I wanted to do sports strength and conditioning. Um, I was like dedicated my whole life to it. And I gave up. I did like I, 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 there was a period of time where I gave up and it was not a good feeling. And 
I knew that I could always get back into fitness, but it was eating at me every day. Like this, what I'm doing now is what I meant to do. I a hundred percent. And I knew I wasn't living up to what I was meant to do. And so, you know, I it just like, dude, I'd have dreams about like, like starting a fitness business and like some <laughs> nightmares about like going back in and getting injured again. And it, it was such a struggle. And out of nowhere, when I was working as a project manager, I got a call from somebody and he found me on Google. Like my Google was still up and he's like, Hey, this is Bill. And Bill plays a big part in my life because he basically called me and he's like, Hey man, I'll, uh, you know, I'll pay you X amount. It was a pretty generous amount each month. And he's like, I want you to train me. And I had a garage gym, but it was sucked. It was like puzzle mats, like a pull-up dip bar, some power blocks. Like it was like all stuff I collected from the pandemic when gym equipment was super scarce. So it was not a good setup. And I'm like, Hey dude, there's no AC in my garage. I live in Arizona. I don't have a good setup, but like, I'll, if you're going to really pay that much, I'll train you, but I need to go and like redo my, my videos because I was only going to train him hybrid because of his goals. And I went to go log in to get all my videos that I did. And it was through the gym. So guess what? I had zero videos. So I had to, well, like they were there. I was smart. I freaking put them on YouTube and then put the links in there, but I had to go through and relink everything and type up 800 descriptions and re-edit things. And it took me like two weeks, but I'm like, Stefan, this is a lot of extra income. Like this could be really helpful for you. And it's just on the side, like you're not going to get back into it. And my wife was like, well, like I, you know, you said you were kind of done with this. I just don't want to see you like get disappointed or whatever. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like this is just some extra money. And then Bill turned into my next neighbor and other people and other people and every dime that I got, I was reinvesting in my gym more and more and more and more money and better equipment and better equipment. And fast forward, you know, Bill trained with me for a year and invested a lot of money into his fitness and other clients. And I built up my garage gym to be a pretty badass gym. So the nicer it was, more people were training in there. Um, shout out to Christina because she's one of our active clients and she was an OG training with me in my garage. Okay. Now the garage gym I have is sick, but it kept growing and kept growing and kept growing. And I started to think, okay, is this like a sign? It, you know, and I told myself once my, once my income from training matches, like the income I'm getting from this pretty good career, more money each month than I was ever making before. And I like the job. I'm like, do you quit this super stable job to go to something risky? And I knew I could potentially make more money in fitness, but I didn't really want to go back in it. And I, by, at that point I was moving. I, I, this is when I just got married right when I came back from my wedding, I got COVID. <laughs> and I remember sitting there when I got COVID and I was working both. I was doing literally would get off work and go train people and then train people online. And some of my old clients from Oregon and I was hustling. I was making the same amount of money as I was online and in person as I was my job. And so financially I was like, oh man, this is awesome. But I knew that if I wanted to keep growing my fitness business, I had to cut that. And that was really hard for me because I, since the military, I had no stability. So it's the most stability that I had for, man, five years. And I was making more money than I was in the military. And I did not want to freaking leave. And, you know, I, I ended up like, 
dude, I, I remember the day, like I came back from my wedding. I got COVID like literally the day after, cause I was around a bunch of people and I had to lock myself in my room, my office at that time. And I like just sat down and spent an entire day just like telling, like asking myself, like, are you okay with giving up? Are you okay with quitting? Are you okay with 10 years from now looking back and being like, I could have, I should have. Like, is that okay with you? Are you willing to accept this? Some people are. And I was like, Stefan, I think you, I think it would kill you. Like the unknown, like, but what if you could have? And this is something that I always thought, at least this is how my mind works. I saw other people that were not as good as me. Okay. And I say that with, with not to be a dick, but with confidence, like I'm a better trainer than them. I'm more knowledgeable. I'm better with my clients. I have more education and they were making more money than me. And that freaking ate at me. I'm like, how are these people duping people over, dude? Like, you know, or like, or they're really good at marketing or really good at whatever. And I'm like, how the hell? And I just kept telling myself like, that's not fair. But I didn't just cry and bitch about it and, and whatever. I'm like, that's not fair. But you have two choices. You can be like, oh, well, it's not fair. Like they're probably scamming and they're probably, and I could just like do what everybody else does, right? Just like, the fat people go, oh, they're fit, but they're probably taking steroids and cheating instead of acknowledging the work, okay? Because that takes away from you. And so I didn't, I go, I might be better than him. I actually think I'm better than him, but he's better at something than I am. And I need to figure out what that is. So I hired a business coach. I invested a crap load of money into business coaching. And my business coach basically said, hey, you want to get to the point where your income is like quite a bit past and then you, you, can, you can quit. And I remember like getting to that point within three months really quickly because a lot of these online coaches, just to let you guys know, they're very new. They haven't been training for 10 or 12 years. They don't, a lot of them don't have their degrees. A lot of them don't have tons of certifications. In fact, a lot of them have zero. I'm not saying you need to be educated to be a good online trainer, right? To be super educated, that's not what I'm saying. But I was way ahead. I've already been doing this freaking game forever. So the online thing was just what I was doing great in person, just online, right? The ideologies, the teachings, the coachings, they're all the same. The mindset around fitness, it's all the same. So I was experienced. So I grew really fast in three months. Um, and I ended up actually working for the company and helping other coaches and doing sales for them. And it was just like a, a really good experience. And then during that time, I was buying the house I'm in now. And it was mid pandemic. So there was no houses on the market. And it was a very scary position because when I bought this house, I had to have a job that I've had for two years, right? Or some, some stupid rule like that. And so I wanted to quit my other job previously to do fitness, but I had to keep my project management job or else I couldn't close on a house. And my wife was in nursing school at this time. Meanwhile, she's in nursing school, which is very hard while all this is going on. So yeah, crazy busy life. Um, and my son, so she's going to nursing school. And so we can't use her stuff for the house really. So we have to use, and she was working, but very part-time. So we had to use mine. So I basically had to like stay at that job and working more and more 70, 80 plus hours a week easily. Um, so busy for like six months. And then I got to the point where I was like, I have to quit this job. Like I have to go into fitness full-time and it was a very, very scary leap for me because I bought my house three months, okay? Like, or two months after buying this house. No, no, it wasn't even two months. It was like 30 days after buying this house, I put in my notice. 
So I just bought a house and quit my one stable job. Yeah, that was scary. My dad was like, dude, you're, what are you doing? Right. Um, and from that point, which was like July of 21 to January of 22, I, dude, I worked so, so much six, seven days a week, seven days a week. And I, I was doing that already in my job, dude. I just grinded and did everything my coaches told me and tried so hard and tried so hard. And my business used to be called SK fitness. So I built it up. I built it up. I hired my coach, um, coach Bryce, which is our head in-person coach in like October of 21. Um, and then I hired, then in March of 22, we opened our space at Flex House Gym where we do in-person training in Gilbert, Arizona and kept growing the online and hired coach Mike and then hired coach Riley and then hired some other people and we've grown. And now we're training people in like 35 different states. We've helped over 500 people easily. We're actively training about like 120-ish clients all over, even we're even in a couple different countries. And that all comes from like not giving up. That like what I have now, like this company, I mean, there's not a big company, but if you would have told me four or five years ago that this is where I would be, I would have laughed in your face. Literally, I'd have been like, dude, there's no way. There's no way. Like I, I thought I was a leader, but I didn't think I could be a CEO. I never thought I would have a podcast. I never thought I would have all these clients and be helping veterans and first responders and nurses and doctors ever, 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 ever. Like I, I, I thought I was capable of it, but it, I thought it was a pipe dream. And it literally comes from me just like not giving up. Now I glory to God because he put things in my life that, you know, I feel like Bill was like a freaking angel because he came out of nowhere and I was done. I, I wanted nothing to do with it. And all of a sudden this guy comes and it's like, perfect. It's exactly what I needed. It works with my schedule. It, you know, I wasn't overloaded at first. He was a really super wealthy entrepreneur that gave me tons of encouragement. And during our PT sessions, he's like, dude, you're worth more. You could do better. Go do this online, go make it bigger. And Bill was a huge catalyst because I had one, not one person, okay. My, my wife and my son, but like one real main person that like, wasn't family that believed in me. And I needed that. I needed somebody that believed in me because I would leave those sessions and tell my wife, like, I'm, I'm meant for more. I'm meant for more. I wanted to be in constant pursuit of greatness, which is why I named this company Pursuit. I felt like I always need to be achieving and always need to be grinding. And you might say, well, oh, that's, yeah, you want to always work, work, work. Yes. Because once you get to an end destination, life is over. Like it really is like you need a goal. You need struggles. You need things to keep you going. Once you're like, oh, I've made it. Trust me, that leads to depression. And so I wanted to be in constant pursuit and I knew I had freaking greatness in me, guys, but I gave up on myself. And for me to take that other leap, I had almost a panic attack. Like I was like, dude, this is so scary. Like what if, uh, what if this doesn't work out? What if my clients leave? What if I can't pay my mortgage? What if I can't pay my bills? I sometimes I still have those thoughts. I'm like, what if everybody just quit? Like, you know, I don't have the stability that everybody has. And I bust my ass. I still work 12 to 16 hour days five to seven days a week, usually six days a week. And I work really hard for what I do, but I love what I do. And I'm so glad that I didn't stay 
in the place where I gave up because it is okay to give up. It happens. It's okay to be like, I'm done. I'm done. I can't do it anymore. But then you should have a voice in you that's like, hey man, you can do it. Get back up, get back up, get back up because life is going to knock the shit out of you. It's going to knock you down and it's going to hurt and it might stop on you. It might even spit on your face, but it's your choice to get back up. And my whole life was about getting back up. Okay. Even like way back when, when I was four months old, I got really sick and I was in the hospital for three months and almost died and had tubes in me and had to get life flighted over to the US because I was born in Germany. So that's my story. I mean, I feel like literally since I was born, I've been fighting. I almost died. I had to fight to freaking stay in this world. I was like, just, it was just in me. And you might be like, well, Coach Stefan, that's not me. You have fight in you. Everybody, like I, you would be so surprised how many clients I've trained that are really low confidence. You know, maybe they're 50 pounds, 60 pounds overweight. They've always, you know, maybe they're not great looking. They've always had low confidence. Even those people, once they start getting in better shape and prioritizing their health, they lose some weight, they gain some muscle. They're like, I'm kind of a badass. Dude, their whole demeanor change and they have fight in them. Everybody has some fight in them. And I knew I had fight in me, but even I gave up, right? Like I was a confident guy and even I gave up, right? This was after I was like, oh, I made it to what I thought was the pinnacle getting published as a fitness model. And, you know, oh, look at me. And like, you know, I'm like, oh, I've done all this stuff. And even then I was like, I'm throwing it all away. And I did for a good amount of time. Luckily it didn't like destroy me, but I gave up on my dreams. I gave up on having what I really freaking wanted to have because I was scared. I let fear run my life. And instead of just biting it down, and I, I, I do think everything happens for a reason. I guess, you know, I'm kind of glad, but I didn't stay down. I could have stayed down and I wouldn't be recording this podcast and you wouldn't be listening to me right now. And we wouldn't have transformed hundreds of people's lives and all the people we're going to help in the future that would have never happened if I would have stayed down ever. And so this is kind of my call to action to you. My call to action is if you feel like you're, you're down, you're on the ground, like life kicked the shit out of you, swept your legs from under you, I want you to get up, okay? But I don't want you to get up by yourself. I want you to do what they do in the movies, right? The guy falls down and he like puts his hand up and his buddy's like, you know, pulls him up. That's what I want you to do. I want you to get a support system. Now, obviously me being a coach and this is what I do, I'm biased. I think you should get a coach. I think you should have a, a community and somebody that's supporting you. But even more importantly, if you're married or you have you know, a, a spouse or whatever, you need to get support from the person you live with and you need to get support from your friends if you're single that you hang around with because if those people don't support you, you'll probably stay down, right? And the thing is, you also want to surround yourself by people that won't let you stay down. I, for a period of that time when I was like done with fitness, everybody was like, great job. You know, nobody was like, I, and I don't, I'm not mad at anybody, but nobody was like, oh man, you gave up on your dream. What are you doing, man? Get back on it. Like nobody was doing that. And it was really hard. And I wish somebody would have like, what's up, man? Like I, what happened? The whole fitness thing, you were loving it, right? Like they realized that I gave up on my dreams and they didn't let me, I wish somebody would have done that. And so that's like my job as a coach. If you're in the place and you're like, I'm giving up, I've tried all these things. I'm not making any results. You know, I just went through a divorce. I just did this. You need to get the hell up. You need to level up your freaking life. You need to not settle. 
You need to not sit there and take your dreams and be like, oh, guess it's not going to happen. It's only not going to happen because you're not doing it. That's it. You're not willing to put in the work, right? And, 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 and this, is the, this is the crazy thing. You don't even know how long it's going to take. Like that is the, that's kind of the fun of life, in my opinion. Like, cool, you have this dream. You want to get a six pack? Can you do it? I don't know. Can you? I think you can, but you got to put in the work. It might take you six months, a year, two years, three years, five years. Are you willing to grind long enough? And in the entrepreneurial space, they say it's lonely at the top, but it's easy to get to the top. Why? Because along the way, let's say it takes you 10 years to be successful. It gets hard and people start falling off and falling off and falling off. So the closer you get to the top, less people there are. Why do you think there's not everybody walking around with a six pack? It's freaking hard. And along the way, as soon as it gets difficult, people quit. They give up on their dreams. They lay on the ground and they don't do shit because they're like, oh, well, I guess I can't do it. You only can't do it because you're not putting in the effort. And I had to hit that realization with myself and say, Stefan, you haven't done everything. Because I hear that a lot. Like I've tried every diet and every exercise. No, you haven't. Have you got on a super customized program and had maximal accountability, like custom nutrition, custom training, checking in with your coach every week, have an app that guides you, all this stuff. Have you done that? Have you had a community? Well, no. Okay, so you're giving up before you've tried everything. And I knew that when I had to make the change and quit my job, that I, there was shit that I didn't try. I knew it. I was like, maybe I need a business coach. I'm not that good at social media. In fact, I hated social media back then. Um, I literally was never on my phone for anything. I was like an, almost an anti-phone guy. I, it, 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 you know, and I realized I'm like, I can't do that. Cause I saw trainers like, oh, I'm not doing the whole online thing. I'm not doing the whole whatever. And I was kind of like that. And I had to just bite my tongue and just go along with it and try it and be like, you know, I haven't tried it. I haven't had a professional help me. And the CEO of the business company was younger than me and less experienced in coaching as me, but he is better at business, way better. And so I identified it. I got help. I invested heavily time-wise, financially, emotionally, and it was the best decision I've almost ever made in my life. One of the best decisions. And it's got me to where I am because I picked myself up and I went past the point of fear. You're not going to be able to pick yourself up from your low point without doing something that ties you in, right? For me, being a man, you know, I feel like I have to invest my money and like my time because those things are super valuable to me. I work really hard for my money and my time is very scarce because I have myself, my spouse, uh, my son. And so, it, you know, I have to divvy it up. And so I knew that if I was like this, I'm committing to this and I'm putting my money where my freaking mouth is, I'm going to do it. And it was great because I knew it would hook me in and I would be consistent and I'd get the exact results I was looking for. And I've gotten way beyond, way beyond. And so if you think that you can pick yourself up and if you've given up, dude, you can't just be like, no, I'm just going to, I listen to this podcast and I'm just going to try harder. No, you're not. That's not what you need. You need some shit that's different. You need to sit there and tie yourself in harder than you've ever tied yourself into your commitment. You need to do permanent, irreversible things. Like don't do anything crazy, but like say, oh, I'm investing all, I'm not saying get coaching, okay? It, that's not the point. The point is like, you're doing something that ties you into it. Like you telling your best friend, hey, I'm gonna start working out. That doesn't mean anything because as soon as you stop, your friend's gonna not really care. He's not gonna show up at your house and drag you to the gym. So you need to go invest in a trainer. You need to go invest in a coach. 
and you need to pay it, pay it all up front. So you're like, no, I'm in it. I have to do it. So even when it gets hard, I'm not going to give up on myself. Right. And you need to set your, yourself up for success with support. And I knew that going in and starting this business was going to be hard as shit. And it's not that my family didn't support me, but they knew nothing. So really I had no support. I had no support with my business. I had no support of anything with like coaching. Nobody knew. And so I needed to do it. We deal with so many clients that are like, my whole family's fat or nobody else works out. And I'm like, that's exactly why you need a coach and you need a community because we're here to support you and we're all working towards the same goals instead of literally just having no external outside support and doing it all by yourself. And that's why you fail and that's why you keep dropping off and that's why you're still on the ground. That's my origin story. This is me. <laughs> this is me. You like it or, or, or leave it or whatever. But like, this is authentically me telling you the struggles and telling you the mindset. And, and it's, I'm so glad I went through those things because although I didn't like, I mean, I had struggles in fitness. Okay. But although I didn't like maybe struggle as much with fitness, as you could tell, I had stuff, right? Like I was, uh, had a kid went in the military got out of the military, had my wife leave me while I was deployed in Afghanistan, got out of the military and got a divorce by the age of 25. Fun, right? Awesome. <laughs> okay. And started all over and then had to become a full-time single parent for almost two years right out of the military while I was going to college and, and all the other things I said. So it's been a challenge for me. So when people give up, I don't buy it. I mean, it's okay. I understand why people give up, but I, but I, I, I think there's more, I think there's more fight and it's not me thinking people are lazy. It's not me putting anybody down. It's me actually believing in people and saying, you have more in you, you have more in you and you don't want to settle like deep down inside. You don't want to settle. You want these dreams. And right now you might say, oh, I don't want them. Yes, you do. You're just negotiating with yourself because you're not willing to do the work, which is fine, but you got to admit that. And if I were you, I would admit it and then change it. Like I'm not willing to do the work, but I still want those dreams. They're not going anywhere. So I better find out what work I need to do so I can actually live my life to the fullest and accomplish the things. Instead of sitting here on the couch, eating potato chips, thinking about all the shit that I want to do that I'm never going to do. And it's not all about having the best body, guys. It's not all about being financially successful. I actually think it's more important being a great dad and spouse and brother and, and mother and father and sister. Like I actually think that stuff's more important, but you can do it all. You don't need to settle. You don't need to say, well, I'm really focused on my kids. So I have to be 40 pounds overweight. BS. Oh, well, I'm really financially successful and I don't have time to work out. BS. Because I work with people that have, have it all. I have one client that I can think of specifically. I'm not going to call him out. Very, very in shape, crushing it in his career. Great dad, great husband. He's living it up, man. Like great physique. He got it. You can do it all. Okay. I'm not perfect, but I have a pretty good balance more than I thought I could. I used to think I couldn't do it all. Right. And you know, this is just a wake up call. I hope this is a freaking wake up call. Like, and I believe in you. Like, I don't know who you are listening to this, but I believe in you. I think you have more fight in you, but you need to set yourself up for success. And if you tried it on your own and you keep failing over and over and over again, 
it would be stupid to keep trying it by yourself over and over and over again. I mean, sure, there's 0.001% of people that end up you know, making it an underdog story. But for most people, they actually fail so many times that they get depressed and give up forever. They stay on the ground and they never get up. And they are wake up when they're 55 years old with a big beer belly, hating their life in most aspects. Don't be that person. Take action today and get your life in order, man. I did it. I've gone through struggles. There's people that have had it a million times worse than me. There's people that have had it a million times better, but I've struggled. I've, I've not had like the easiest life. And I all I can do right now with the skills and the story that I have is say, hey man, I, I've been at like really low points and I've given up on things, on my dream, um, on ton, tons of different stuff. I've been super defeated, bawling my eyes out, curled up on the floor with stress and depression. And I'm here sitting here today and I came back. So if I can do it, if I can experience some pretty bad things in my life, you can do it. You can, you can change your life. And so my call to action today is, is for you guys to, you know, get some help to do something that ties you into changing and get the hell off the floor. So I know this was pretty long. I know it's pretty maybe emotionally driven, but this is me guys. And uh, I'm going to keep working really hard every day to help as many people as I can. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm here. That is my calling. So, you know, if, if you found this episode helpful, I ask that you you comment. You can even send me a DM, um, like, comment, share, subscribe, anything. I would really appreciate it. Um, I, I do these literally to help you guys from the bottom of my heart. This is not like necessarily how I get client. I actually get like no clients from this podcast. That's not the, the point. The point is to provide value and help you guys and help you work through these mindsets because people probably aren't talking to you about this. They're probably not asking you these questions and you're probably not asking yourself these questions, right? You're probably not going through these frameworks in your head. And so even recording these podcasts helps me because it solidifies the ideologies and steps that I need to take to be successful and to help my clients be successful. And guess what? I'm going to let you in on a little secret. It works. I know the proof is in the pudding. We're having clients be successful. And, and I don't mean just in their bodies, literally trans, transform. That's why we have a hero transformation program because these people, they do transform, but their mindsets change. I have a file that's called client wins on my computer that has a hundreds of photos of screenshots of clients with mindset changes, looking at things different, looking at things more positive, winning at life, careers, relationships, all that from a freaking fitness program, which might blow your mind. It doesn't surprise me at all. I already knew. I already knew that that's what it was going to do because that's what it's done for me. Fitness is the one catalyst that's changed things. That's made it so I'm not going to give up because you know how many times I've gone to the gym thousands and thousands. Do you know how many times I've wanted to not go to the gym? Probably thousands. So it is good because it's created a relationship where it's really hard for me to give up. It's really hard for me to be weak. Good. That's how I want to live my life. And that's how you should live yours. Until next time. See you guys later.